When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. There is a long-running tradition in radio for people to open their results live on air during GCSE and A-level results week. So let's let's do that now, okay? I've got them here in an envelope. Let's, let's open it up and see what it says. Okay. Dear Mr. Feldman, blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, you passed, blah, blah, blah. Um, you'll need to take a course of antibiotics. It should clean up within two weeks, please inform. Okay, good. Well, that's that's good to know. I've opened my results live on air. Let's begin. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Wizard Radio, Doja Cat, and The Weekend with you, right? Before that, and I say to you, you're right. You see what I did there? It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, live until five o'clock. How are you? Has your week been enjoyable? I've been so busy this week. I am exhausted, so it's very lovely to get to chill out and chat to you for a couple of hours. Last week on the show, I was at home. I was in that London with my family, and I always like to set the scene for you. Last week I was in, in my bedroom. This week I'm in my bedroom also, but in Manchester, where I am currently living. And normally I would be in the kitchen, uh, but my housemate, Fair Play, is using the table in the kitchen. And I was like, you know what, you're there first, fair enough. I haven't got a desk. I've moved in not that long ago. I currently have no desk. So the show today is being brought to you by me sat in front of a chest of drawers with a microphone balanced on top. If that is not high-tech, cutting-edge broadcasting, I don't know what is. I really need a desk because there's nowhere to put my legs. I can't turn around. I'm literally... <laughs> the microphone just fell over. I'm literally, like, at a right angle to the microphone and turning my head around because I can't get my feet under because it's drawers. But on the bright side, I'm very close to my pyjamas. So it's, it's not all bad. 
Uh, so that's that's me just twisting myself into contortions for the the good of broadcasting. How about you? What's going on? I'm here until five o'clock, and on the show today, this is a menu and a half. Okay, meat. Now that's what I call music. Sweat. The elderly. Alpacas. Those are all things that I will be talking about in some way or another before the end of the show at 5 o'clock. At 10 past 4, I've got a game for you. It was GCSE and A-level results day today. I would imagine a lot of you got some results, so congratulations or commiserations or whatever if that's you. I've got a game to celebrate, and the game is called Exam or examination what a game it will be that's happening at 10 past four you do not want to miss the first and probably last ever edition of exam or examination also on the way 60 second guide we'll play what's going on kick that off just before four o'clock but before all that let's rank everything that has happened in the last seven days in the best and the worst things in the world this week i always enjoy picking out things that I'm kind of obsessed with in a given seven day period. They always change quite quickly. But for this week, right, the worst thing in the world, I think, this is probably the worst thing in the world most weeks, to be honest, but you know you know how the planet's dying and there was that report that came out this week that said, yeah, we're really, really screwed, guys. Um, that's kind of bad. Apparently July was the world's hottest month ever. That's quite bad. Is there anything we can do about any of this? Probably not, because it's the big corporations and the governments and ugh. So that's quite rubbish. I'm used to a bit scared because the weather's kind of weird now. And there were like floods in London. London doesn't flood. There were floods in London. What? Like, I don't want to be too miserable for Saturday afternoon, but it's really quite bad, isn't it? And no one seems to be doing anything quickly enough. So by the time we maybe try and do something, it'll be, it'll be way too late, which is a really negative, unoptimistic way to look at it. And I'm sorry, pessimistic even. <laughs> But um, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm fearing this week. Next week, it'll be something much more trivial, I'm sure. And I'll be completely over it. But two of the best things in the world this week. One of them is a guy... I saw this on Instagram earlier on. It's a guy I know, actually. And he just put a picture of what he got served in a cafe for breakfast. And he went in and asked for some scrambled eggs with smoked salmon, which is a very nice breakfast meal bit bit bougie bit posh but it's good it's really good and he put a picture of what he got served and he, yeah, there was some toast and on the toast there was some scrambled eggs and then by the, the side of that on the plate there was just a whole fillet of salmon <laughs> i i don't know whether or not it was a whole fillet of smoked salmon or what but it, it was just an entire chunk of salmon that that's not generally how it works it's a, a creative approach to eggs and salmon but maybe it would be quite nice i can't tell you for sure because i haven't tried it but uh, <laughs> i like that they it's like such an alien concept that they're just like eggs and he wants eggs and smoked salmon okay if that's what you want they just put a big slab of fish on his plate but probably quite tasty wouldn't know the second best thing in the world this week it's not actually something from this week it's from a very very long time ago and it's from basically another radio show on another radio station from many many years ago and i wouldn't normally play out clips of other people on other radio shows but this is really funny and i need to share it with you i need to bring this to a new generation because it's so funny back in the day many many years ago there was a man who was on the radio in liverpool which is in the northwest of england the beatles are from liverpool and this man did this 
phone-in show on the radio in Liverpool. That was his thing. And it was like a massive deal and everyone listened and everyone phoned in. And sometimes he'd get prank callers and he'd always get really, really angry with them and it would be really, really funny. And someone just randomly tweeted this this week. They were like, ha, remember this? And I watched it and it was really, really funny. And I just want to play a bit of it to you now. So listen to this. Lots of nice people coming on. A lot of idiots trying to get on. Well, Malcolm. Hello there, Peter. Um, I just wanted to... Uh... Well, I'll tell you what, Malcolm. We'll talk when you talk in your proper voice, all right? This is... No, no, no. Talk in your proper voice, Malcolm. Forget you talked in that silly voice. Now, shall we start again? Yes, Malcolm. This is my voice. It is not your voice, Malcolm. You've just changed your voice to what my producer said. He's just said, that's not the same Malcolm we put on. So we'll try again. Yes, Malcolm. 72 years old. Malcolm, you are not 72. You're 15 pretending to be 72. You prat. (laughs) How funny is that? I'm obsessed with the Pete Price phone and there's so much of it on YouTube. I feel like after the show today, I'll just end up in like a, a Pete Price rabbit hole listening to all of his prank calls, but it's so funny. So I wanted to brighten your afternoon with that. And that, for me, is one of the best things in the world this week. Yeah, the planet might be dying, but a guy got whole, served a whole salmon with his eggs and people prank called Pete Price like 20 years ago. I was not to like. Speaking of the planet dying and meat coming up next i would like to have a chat to you about meat not in i'm not in a like gonna like preach to you i promise just, just wait there and i'll tell you in a sec this is khalid's new normal on wizard radio that right there is khalid song is called new normal it's on wizard radio i'm alec feldman good afternoon everybody thanks for listening i'll play holly humberstone in a minute and olivia rodrigo i love that olivia rodrigo song it's so good coming up soon I mentioned before how for the first time in like 11 months I was home last weekend and that was very lovely and now I'm back in Manchester and that is also very lovely and another thing that was very lovely was the way so I went home on Friday last week and stayed until Sunday and then on Sunday I came back to Manchester with my actual family in tow I mean they they sort of were the ones that brought me and then they stayed here for like three days so I've had like almost a week with my family which was cool and nice having them here also means you get to like go out to places and do stuff that don't normally do and went to a couple of restaurants which was very nice a lovely treat and i also haven't been anywhere for ages but fully vaxxed now lads fully vaxxed and i had a bit of a a sort of karen moment i guess when i was in one of the restaurants and it relates to meat I don't really eat meat. I have eaten meat, and I probably would eat meat again, but it's not like a part of my regular day-to-day diet. Fish, on the other hand, cannot get enough. Fish are food, not friends. I'll tell you that for nothing. But meat, eh, whatever. Don't eat it very often. And we went to a Vietnamese place, and I've never really eaten Vietnamese food before. It's new to me, and it's quite exciting. And one of the things that I think are big in Vietnamese cooking are those bao bun things. And I've heard loads of people talk about bao buns. And you always see them on like social media and stuff. And they're like, oh, look what I'm eating. It's a bao bun. And so they're, they're kind of quite in at the moment, I guess. I've never had one before because I've never really had Vietnamese food before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what all the hype is about. I'm going to try a bao bun. And I ordered a bao bun. And there were, there were a number of different options for said bao buns. I think you get like, I think one of them was chicken, one of them was pork belly, and one of them was something called, I always forget what it's called, it's not like, it's not banana flour, 
Banana Blossom. Banana Blossom is what it's called, yeah. And that's like one of those vegan meat substitute things like corn or tofu or jackfruit. Uh, Banana Blossom is another one of those. And I was like, okay, well, don't eat chicken, don't eat pork. Let's go for the the Banana Blossom one. And so they brought me a, a Banana Blossom bao bun. And because nobody else in my family had ever also tried a bao bun, I was like, tell you what, let's let's all chop this into pieces. And we can all have a bit of bao bun fun. <laughs> um, and as I was cutting into it, I was sort of looking at it, going, hang on a minute, this is this is weird. I know I ordered the the banana blossom bao bun, but this does look awfully similar to what I think meat looks like. I don't I don't really know what pork looks like, to be honest. I just assume is it like just kind of white? Is it white meat? Yeah. And I was like, and this looks a bit weird. And I looked at my receipt, because it was all on my phone. And the receipt said, pork belly banana blossom. And I was like, hang on a minute. Surely it's one or the other. Why does it say both here? So I got the waitress over and I was like, is this is this banana blossom or is this pork belly? And she was like, I, I think it's it's banana blossom. Yeah, it's definitely banana blossom because that's what it looks like. It looks like meat. Then I was like, but, but on the receipt here, it says pork belly and banana blossom. So she said, she was like, I'll just take it back and have a look. And she took it back to the, the kitchen. Or, well, she said she did anyway. No, she, no, you know what she actually did? Because she came back and she was like, it actually was banana blossom. It wasn't pork belly. I don't know why it said that on the receipt, but we're making you a new one anyway. <laughs> because it was all cut up. <laughs> so basically, because I'd cut it up into multiple pieces to share it around, they decided to make me a new one, even though the original one they gave me wasn't pork belly in the first place. So I got a second freshly made, not pork belly bao bun, and then proceeded to cut it up into tiny pieces again. So they didn't really need to bother, to be honest. But yeah, what have I become? I've sent food back in a restaurant, not even on purpose. I didn't mean to. I was just like, wow, this fake meat is so realistic. It looks like the real deal, and I think that is a bit of a problem. Because meat substitutes are getting better and better. But with that, they are getting more similar to the real thing. Like, what else? Those impossible burgers. I always eat them, and there's always a part of me whenever I eat one, I'm like, hang on a minute, is this this definitely the right thing? Have they brought me the right thing, or is it it a horrible mistake? You you wouldn't know. And I, I don't know, I think that's a problem. I think they need to start making these meat substitutes less good just to prove that they're not the real thing in case you get confused because they're so realistic now maybe they should make them like bright colors if they made it i don't know purple or yellow or blue you'd know for a fact that it wasn't the real thing because there's no meat that's blue maybe they should start some some kind of obvious sign so you don't get idiots like me going this looks really realistic are you sure this is veggie so, what an idiot I am. <laughs> Both an idiot and a Karen. Not something you want to be. Holly Humberstone, please don't leave just yet. It's playing right now on Wizard Radio. Uh, Holly Humberstone, please don't leave just yet on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Um, I mentioned <laughs> about 20 minutes ago how I'm currently sat at a chest of drawers and twisting my body around just to talk. And I would like to announce that half an hour in, I have a slight neck ache, so I've changed position. I know you're all dying to know that, so just to keep you updated, keep you in the loop. Anyway, on the way, Olivia Rodrigo and Role Model playing really soon for you. You know how I'm a bit of a music geek? I really like 
pop music specifically. I just think it's fascinating and like chart history and song history and I would like to give a particular shout out this afternoon to the Now That's What I Call Music albums. I don't know if these are really something people are aware of anymore because like we have Spotify. Why would you buy a compilation album? But back in the day they were huge. I remember going out to the shop to buy the 100th version of Now That's What I Call Music a couple of years ago, just as like a collector's item. But I really like them. I think they're, they're just such a great like time capsule of what we were listening to in a certain era. I, I love them, genuinely. I think they're really cool. But I feel like standards are, they are slipping a little bit. Because obviously you've got like the numbered versions. You've got Now That's What I Call Music, you know, 109 I think they're up to. But then they do special versions as well. They'll do like, now that's what I call dance anthems. Or now that's what I call 2010s. Or, you know, those kind of like spin-offs from the main version. And I like them too. But they're not, you know, they're not part of the main series. But I sort of feel like anything now can get its own now album. Their standards are slipping. They're letting anything through. Any old novelty and that can have its own album and I just I think they should be a bit more discriminating about the songs that they're they're you're you know making special albums for the one I've seen most recently I'm not saying they're scraping the barrel but I've recently seen announced an album called now that's what I call HMV HMV is getting its own now album. You know the the shop. It's got like a pink logo and the the dog and the record player, and it sells CDs and DVDs. Talked about it the other week. I think it turned a hundred. And to celebrate, they're getting their own now album called Now That's What I Call HMV, which I've I've seen it being announced over the last few weeks. Who knew that every single branch of HMV in the country has its own Twitter account? They've all got different ones, and I know this because I've been seeing them getting retweeted. Each branch has announced a song from the track listing. So you've got like HMV Norwich tweeting on now that's what I call HMV. We'll have Jennifer Lopez on the floor, brackets, no rap, or um, HMV Kettering, Spice Girls Wannabe, that's what they announced. HMV Milton Keynes announced Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come on Eileen will be track on disc five. I mean, an interesting, unique way to announce an album via several Twitter accounts for local branches of a shop, but you do you, I guess. But if we're at the stage now, in 2021, where HMV has its own Now album, I mean, anything goes, doesn't it? What else deserves a Now album that hasn't got one yet? Now that's what I call songs with love in the title. Now that's what I call, I don't know. Now that's what I call Radio 1 in 2009 or anything they'll make a Now album off. What songs would they put on? What, like, that's kind of my question for you. What do you think, what specific thing deserves its own Now That's What I Call music album that doesn't yet have one and what kind of songs would be on it? Now That's What I Call, songs that are specifically on my gym playlist. Not that I have a gym playlist, I don't work out. Any ideas, send them my way because I think they're struggling a little bit. 07807 183 538 is my number. 07807 183 538. You can send me a text on there. On email, it's station at wizardradio.co.uk or on the social media. <laughs> That's where you can find me as well. At Wizardradio on Twitter and Instagram. 
what deserves its own now album a very specific thing and you know give me a selection of the songs that might be on it we'll read a few out in a bit role model playing after olivia rodrigo i love this song this is good for you on wizard radio alec feldman on wizard radio mediocre broadcasting since 2017 forever and more with role model this is wizard radio and a really good song by olivia rodrigo played before that good for you i'm alec hi uh, 220Kid has a new song, I'm going to play it for you next, called Stupid Feelings, and Nina Nesbitt is coming up. What's going on at 5 to 4 as well, so don't go anywhere. I wanted to ask you today, what random thing deserves its own Now That's What I Call Music album? Because everything seems to get one now. The most recent being Now That's What I Call HMV. Okay, uh, let me ask you this. If you're kind of sat there thinking, well, that's actually kind of normal. What you what you're making a big deal about? What what songs do you associate specifically with HMV? I'll wait. I'll wait. Exactly. I make I've made my point. <laughs> so what other random things can get? And now that's what I call music album. Anything goes. Danny says, now that's what I call that TV show where you have to jump through a hole in a moving wall. Are you talking about the TV show Hole in the Wall? I think that's the only TV show that involves jumping through a hole in a moving wall that I'm aware of anyway. Okay, so I see what Danny's done here. Um, these are all hole-based songs that he suggested for the track list. So we can have U-Shaped Hole by Baby Queen. Okay. Black Hole by Griff, yes. And Supermassive Black Hole by Muse, yes. Um, what about Holy by Justin Bieber? Could add that one on there as well. Here's, here's, here's the thing with this one. Not that I don't like Baby Queen and Griff. I do. I think they're really good, actually. But I don't know necessarily if they're they're quite ready to be on the Now That's What I Call Music album yet. In a few years, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not not just yet. It's not their time. Not not quite yet. But I like, I like that. A Hole in the Wall special of Now That's What I Call Music. You know, a legendary album series. And actually, a legendary TV series that was taken off our screens far too soon. I loved watching Anton Dubeck in those silver suits. It was weird, but it was quite fun. Bring it back. And the accompanying Now album, obviously. Michaela. <laughs> How do you even think of these? It's suggested. Now that's what I call... Ugh. Burnt my hand on a saucepan. Okay. That is, the, again... Very specific situation, but I suppose anything goes. So yeah, songs you can burn your hand on a saucepan to. Big enough category that they deserve their own album. Uh, burn a Boy, I guess, would be a prime candidate to be on there. Michaela says, Burn by Lee Golding. Great song, that. Willow Smith shouting songs, yeah. <laughs> whip, like, whip My Hair, that kind of era, Willow Smith or later. Will I Am Britney Spears, Scream and Shout should be on there, Michaela says. Yes, although I didn't like that song. I thought it was rubbish. I didn't like the way Britney did that weird British accent. Not that I'm slandering Britney, because obviously, you know, free Britney, down with the conservatorship and all that. But I, I don't think that was her best work. <laughs> but anyway, um, now that's what I call Burnt My Hand on a Saucepan. Yes, Jasmine, now that's what I call a midnight shopping trip. Ooh, a good one. A very specific one again. So these are all songs, I'm just looking at the songs that Jasmine suggested. <laughs> basically songs about the shop being empty and having no stock. Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Marshmallow and Khalid Silence. 
Nothing Left For You by Sam Smith. Is that, that's a deep cut, isn't it? I've never heard that Sam Smith song. Research was required for that, Jasmine. Unless you just really like Sam Smith. Gracie, Empty Love. <laughs> As it, we haven't got anything here, it's Empty Love. Yeah. And Shelf by Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers don't have a song called Shelf, do they? I mean, I suppose they do, because otherwise you wouldn't have suggested it. But I've never heard of this Jonas Brothers song before. Probably not worthy of being on a Now album, even if it is Now That's What I Call a Midnight Shopping Trip. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking from Tyler. Now, that's what I call Netflix and Chill. Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moons. Shut Up by Black Eyed Peas. Don't Call Me Up by Mabel. For You by Liam Payne and Rita Ora. But just mute the Liam Payne bits because, ugh, Tyler's words, not mine. And (laughs) wrapping it up with Sex by the 1975. Tyler, I am by no means an expert at these things. But I, I would suggest that Shut Up and Dance, Shut Up, Don't Call Me Up probably wouldn't be followed by Sex by the 1975 on this album. I'm talking about like the track list. I just don't think those tracks really go well into each other. I don't think it quite works. But what do I know? What do I know? Some very good suggestions. Another one I've just thought of could have like, you know, now that's what I call Morrison's because Morrison's, the supermarket, does have a banging playlist. It's a bit varied, but banging i would i would buy now that's what i call music album that had all the morrison songs on anyway thank you very much for your suggestions i told you anything goes if anybody at now music is listening they'll have been writing all these down quick do now that's what i call netflix and chill do that's what i call hole in the wall will be in the on the shelves within 12 months i can guarantee it right coming up next sweat Hold your noses. Let's talk about sweat. Next, 220 Kid, Laney first. This is Stupid Feelings. 220 Kid and Laney with Stupid Feelings on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Hi. How are you? Nina Nesbitt coming up in a second. Are you a sweaty person? I know that's a very personal question, but I'm just going to come out with it. Do you sweat a lot? I, in the past, have been a very sweaty person. Um, a particularly traumatic school memory was someone calling me out on the fact that I was really sweaty. And I think... <laughs> decided they were going to call me B.O. Uh, but I took from that that I should buy stronger antiperspirant and I did. And all was fine once again. And they stopped calling me B.O. But I yeah, I know, I know what it's like to be a sweaty person. And I've been reading today that if you are a sweaty person people can tell a lot about you purely from your sweat. There have been some big scientific advances. And now if somebody takes a sample of your sweat... They can tell so much about you. They can tell whether you've drunk coffee or alcohol. They can tell whether you've taken drugs. They can tell what you've eaten. They can tell if you've eaten nachos because it turns your sweat red, apparently. They can tell if you're a vegan. They can tell if you're vegetarian. They can tell if you're sick. They can tell if you're well. So much information can be told about you just from the sweat they analyze it and then they can find out basically anything about you that's i don't know is that cool is that clever or is that terrifying probably a bit of both um but i do enjoy these scientific advances um because they can do a lot with them they could get like a smartwatch that samples your sweat for example and they'll be like want to drive i don't think so get behind the wheel of this car i'm calling the police or um other what else does it say here you can do i mean the police can use it for all sorts of things 
that's what this article's kind of getting at. They're like, oh, be afraid, civil liberties. But also, I'm just fascinated by the fact that in the future, you could sort of take a little drop of someone's sweat and be like, you're a vegan. Oh my God, imagine if, I don't know why you'd ever want to do this, but say you had a friend who was like a really devout vegan and they were properly into it. And then one day you suspected that all is not as it seems. You could maybe, you know, wait till they sweat, you know, take them for a run or something, get them hot and sweaty, and then steal a drop of their sweat, send it off to a lab to get analysed, and then in several weeks' time, you can break the news to them that you know they're a liar because their sweat contained a tidy little particle of beef burger. Wouldn't that be great? A great way to stitch up someone you know based on their sweat. I know that's quite a very niche and very overcomplicated example, but you could do that now. Go science. I suppose the law enforcement aspect is a little bit sketchy if they can literally take your sweat samples and pin you to loads of crimes. Um, I know at least one person who might be very concerned about the ability to be convicted of a crime based on that kind of evidence. But thankfully for them, they can't sweat. So it's all good. They can live to fight another day. Right, this is Nina Nesbitt, Summer Fling on Wizard Radio. Nina Nesbitt and Summer Fling. It's Alec Feldman live on Wizard Radio till five o'clock. It's now nearly four o'clock, which means it's time to play What's Going On? This is the most random game on radio, probably. This is the game where anything could be happening but you would have genuinely no idea because I've taken a little audio clip of something. I've ripped it mercilessly away from any context it might once have had. And you just have to guess based on what you can hear alone, what is actually happening. Sometimes it's easy. Most of the time it's really difficult. I would say nine out of 10 times, nobody actually gets the correct answer, but that doesn't really matter to be honest. It's not like there's a prize or anything. There's definitely not a prize. We don't have the money for that. But it is a fun way to entertain yourself for sort of five, ten minutes on a Saturday afternoon. So I'm going to play you this clip in a second. You just have to tell me what you think is happening within. And you can send me a message. I'll give you all the details in a second. Let's hear the clip for the first time. Three, two, one, go! A really, really short one for you this week. Very short. Let's just have another listen quickly because it is so short. Three, two, one, go! So if I if I were to reconstruct that for you, it would literally just be someone counting down going, three, two, one, go, and then you hear like a brrrr. But what is he counting down to? And what is the brrrr at the end? Those are the big questions that I would like you to try and answer this week on what's going on. What is happening in that audio clip? If you think you've got any kind of suggestion that might be right or might not be, it doesn't really matter, you can get in touch with me in the following ways. On the text, 07807183538. On Twitter, at WizRadio. On Instagram, at WizRadio. And on email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. That is how you can get involved on what's going on this afternoon. Let's hear it one more time because it's very short. I feel like you need to hear it a few times to get into it. Three, two, one, 
What on earth is happening there? If you have an answer that is vaguely plausible, send it my way. Doesn't have to be right. In fact, I would prefer it not to be right. I prefer something completely ridiculous that's come out of your own brain because that's what makes this game fun. What's happening there? Send me a message on 07807 183 538 or email me station at wizardradio.co.uk. That is what's going on for today. I will give you the answer just before 5 o'clock, which is the end of this show. Meanwhile, next 10 minutes, sounding like the Kid Leroy, sounding like Lizzo, that new song. And also, I have a game for you in about 10 minutes, based on results day, which was this week, for loads of people doing GCSEs and A-levels and, well, Scottish hires and the other one in Scottish education I don't remember the name of. Anyway. If you've had results today, you will enjoy this game. And even if you haven't, you'll also enjoy this game. It's called Exam or Examination. That's coming up really soon. Now, though, it's nearly four o'clock. Let's get the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Lizzo and Cardi B, new song, Rumours. This is Wizard Radio. And before that, you heard The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? It's all Good. Good. Lil Huddy coming up, and The weekend too. Loads of people got their exam results this week, so hi to you if it was a, a stressful week. Hope you got what you wanted, and <laughs> commiserations if you didn't. And if you're not in that position yet, oh, you will be. It'll be so much fun. You will, you will love it, really. You will. And there's a new thing I've noticed, actually. A kind of a trend where YouTubers... Ugh, YouTubers, they... They film themselves getting their own exam results and they upload it and everyone's like, oh my god, well done, you did so well, or oh my god, oh I'm so sorry. But they, they literally film their live reaction and I watched quite a few of these videos, don't ask why, I don't know how I ended up down that wormhole, but I saw a few of them and just got really annoyed because they're all, I, I know I am southern and middle class and all that, but there are all these southern middle class people, not unlike me, going, Oh my god, I'm so nervous right now. What if I don't get into Durham? I will be devastated. And then, you know, opening them going, Oh my god, oh my god, I got in. And go away. But it did inspire me to come up with a game. And so right now on Wizard Radio, for the first time ever, let's play Exam or Examination! The premise behind this is very simple. I've got five clips lined up. The clips will either be of a YouTuber ugh, opening their exam results, or it will be the clip of somebody having a medical examination. <laughs> really. Um, I'll tell you what, it's surprisingly difficult to find videos on YouTube of people getting medical examinations. For some reason, nobody really wants to film that and share it with the world. I don't know why. But... Five clips, you can play along with this at home, you just have to guess whether it is a exam result or a medical examination, and being the test dummy for this game, as ever, the biggest dummy in this show, it's James Gilmore, hi. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Always, always here to hype you up. Thank you. I'm ready How for this. How are your exams? How are my, your exams? My exams, my GCSEs were great. Mm -hmm. A-levels... Come see, come sir. Ah, well. Maybe yeah. you will have reacted like some of the people in this game. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's hear the first clip in exam 
or examination. Oh god, okay. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I think that is exam. You think that's someone reacting to their exams? Yeah. That is correct. That clip is actually a girl who's just discovered she's got her place at uni. Well done to her. Well wow. done to All her. All that debt. Wow. Bring it on. Bring it Bring on. Bring it on. Okay. All right. Next one. Okay. Let's listen to it. Well. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's hard. Mmm. Because is, is she emotional? Is she like sad? Is she happy? Because at first it sounds like she's sad because she's like quite tearful, but yeah. then she's happy. What could that be? I think for two reasons. Mm -hmm. The first is that she sounded a bit uncomfortable, which might suggest something physical. And then okay. also there was a very light kind of like tense music in the background, which is more <laughs> like medical examination. I think I'm going to get examination. You are correct. That was a medical examination. Specifically, that was the sound of someone having their chronic back pain sort of like cracked by a Ooh. chiropractor. If you want to play it again, we can listen. No, I, I don't want to actually. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Then we can move on. Okay. Don't need to hear that again. Next one, please. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say unpleasant, firstly. But I'm going to say that's exam. What What's made you come to that conclusion? It's the shock. Like the... <gasps> as, so she's just been shown something. Uh, okay. That's what I think. The, the tone of the gasp. Yeah. You know what? You're actually quite good at this. That was an exam. Yes. I can tell you it was a girl. Although she does sound sort of unpleasantly surprised. They were actually happy tears That's she good. was crying she was gasping because she got two a stars and a b well done to her well done to her okay round four of exam or of exam or examination let's go i'm gonna be sick i'm literally gonna be sick i'm scared okay that's really difficult she sounds quite troubled doesn't she i'm this is what's throwing me. Mm -hmm. She says I'm scared, which suggests that whatever it is, it hasn't happened yet. Mm. So we've had only reactions to date. This is not a reaction. A pre -action. This is a pre yeah pre-action. I don't think it's a thing, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it is now. But somebody would say that either way. Be scared because they're about to have an operation. Exactly. Or because they're scared about their results. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to against my I'm gonna go against my better judgment. I'm gonna say exam. You were right to go against oh. your better judgment. That was an exam. Oh wow. Oh my god. She was waiting for her results to appear online and she was refreshing the page. God. You know what? Four out of four so far. You're doing well. We might have found your game. We might have. Just guessing people's reaction based on their voice. It all rides on this last one. Let's hear it. 
Okay, here we go. Oh, short but sweet. Short but sweet. Okay, so he sounds like he's in pain. But is he in pain, like metaphorical pain or, or real pain? Can we listen to that again? Yeah, let's hear it again. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you where my mind is. Mm hmm. My mind is saying this is somebody reacting really badly to not getting into the university they wanted to get into. So that's that's your mind. That's my mind. My soul says you're trying to trick me. My soul says you want me to go for examination because he sounds like he's in physical pain. But that actually it's exam. But then another part of my body goes, you're not smart <laughs> enough to do that. <laughs> so, in I'm going between then. whether I think you're actually smart or not that smart. Well, which is it? I'm not going to put this down to your intellect. I'm going to put it down to how long I know you give yourself to, to prep for this show. Right. I'm going to say this is exam. I don't even know what thought process you've gone through to come to that conclusion but i can tell you your unbroken run has ended it was oh! an examination i'm not clever oh, enough to have tried God. to trick you <laughs> it I was a guy getting deep. a tooth removed oh i thought too deep about this one okay you know what four what? out of five must be the best i've ever done i think it is you're, you really do have a knack for telling whether or not someone's being medically examined or just reacting to news. Yeah. Is there anything you can do with this talent? Um, I could become a private investigator. I could listen yes, could. to, um, you know, tapes from crime scenes and work out what's actually going on. Yes, well, that, that, that's the other feature. But yes, yes, you could. Yes. Well done. Four out of five. It, all, it only fell Alec, apart when you started thinking too much. You know what's made me, what this has made me think of? What? I've just uncovered a new digital skill. Yes, you have. have. Well done. Thank you. And you can learn more about these digital skills on the This Is How podcast at wizardradio.co.uk slash thisishow. No, it's thisishow.uk. This, oh, my mistake. Sorry. It wasn't written down in front of me. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this is Lil Huddy. Don't freak out on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio playing Lil Huddy and Ian Dior, who I keep saying is like the, the next Sean Paul, just for being on everyone's songs, and Tyson Ritter and Travis Barker, overstaffed. Don't Freak Out is the name of the song. Alec Feldman here. Good afternoon. I'll play The weekend in a minute. Now, I would I would like to tell you a very wholesome story now. I don't normally do wholesome. Like, there's normally some kind of like gag or Mickey take. I mean, did you hear the last five minutes? <laughs> Exam or examination? But... You know what? Sometimes it's nice just to be a bit wholesome with no, no like, sarky comments or rubbish jokes at the end. I want to tell you what I got up to last weekend after the show because it was actually really very lovely. You know how there's been a global pandemic for the best part of, what, 18 months? It's, it's kind of brought people apart, if you know what I mean. Because loads of people you just haven't been able to see if they're in other countries or other parts of the country or they're shielding or whatever. And when I was at home last weekend, after the show, I got to see my great uncle for the first time in literally, I think, over two years. 
Now, I know the pandemic's only been on for like a year and a half, so that's at least six months when I, I could have seen him but didn't. So that's kind of reflecting badly on me. But genuinely, hadn't seen him for, for two years. And I got to go see him because, I mean, he's double vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. And so it felt like, you know, <laughs> if not now, then when am I going to do it? Might as well at this point. And he's 89 years old and he's the most incredible person ever. I don't really have many old people in my life, which I think is why I kind of enjoyed them even more. Just because it's such a, a rare treat to get to chat to a, a senior citizen. And I know I do sometimes joke on the show about, you know, how much I hate old people because Brexit and stuff. But I don't really mean it. I just, I genuinely don't don't know that many. And so getting to go and see my great uncle for the first time in literally two years and chat to him was really lovely. And old people, they have stories for days. I know that sounds obvious, probably, but they really do. They because they've been around like forever and i feel like do you think do you think it's fair to say people did more like back then not necessarily they did more but like the things they did were more unique and interesting i don't know if it's because they grew up in like a very turbulent century or what but like some of the stories he was coming out with he told me about how like when he was in his 20s he just finished his military service in like the late 1950s I think it was uh, and him and some of his mates put together some money and they hired out a little plane and the plane came with a pilot and they just in this plane that they'd like chartered just flew around Europe visiting places and getting up to shenanigans and apparently he was the he was one of the people it was his job to direct the plane <laughs> to be sat there with a map going, oh yeah, right, turn turn left, turn right, and somehow they'd end up in the right place and hope they didn't run out of fuel. And they just end up going to all these these places on this plane by themselves. And this is in a time where like nobody did foreign travel. That was not a thing that really happened in the 1950s unless you were in the army. And they were just flying all over Europe on their tiny little plane. And I was like, wow, how have you not told me this story before? That's cool. And what, he had another story about when he was in the army and he was he was like I think he said he was part of the the army police force so they're like the police that have to go around telling off or like arresting all the other soldiers and they had to go and sort of have a word with a guy about something or I don't know take him to army jail or whatever it was and he was saying how <laughs> when he was arresting him the guy was like I'll get you for this I'll kill you and and then a few years down the line he was walking around and he just got out and he he just got out of the army and he saw this guy walking down the street and he was like oh my god it's him it's the guy that said he was gonna kill me and the guy came up to him and was like hello how are you good to see you and i was like oh that's a good story and i i, I don't know if it's just because i don't really have any other old people but i just love hearing all that stuff because it's really cool and interesting and just a sign of like a life really well lived and a story i particularly enjoyed of his that he told me last week that i wanted to share with you was something he told me about when he was into like horse racing and stuff and he won some kind of competition i think he said where he got to every day for a week phone up on the radio station LBC and give out his tips for the horse racing 
and people in the street would see him and go, hang on, are you that guy? You're that guy who gave out the horse tips on LBC. You made me 20 quid. Thanks. Well done. Nice one. And I really, <laughs> I really like that because it clearly runs in the family, this broadcasting thing. I don't have any horse racing tips to offer you, I'm afraid, or any kind of gambling advice. I don't know anything about it. I'm sorry, but you know, maybe, maybe one day I'll give it a go. So that, that's my wholesome story. There's no like funny joke coming. There's no sarcastic comment. I just thought it was really lovely to get to go and see my uncle, great uncle, 89 years old for the first time in about two years and just enjoy all of his stories. And that was that. I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was cute and nice. That's that. Coming up next, a complete a complete gear shift. Uh, we, need to have, we need to have a debate about an alpaca. We'll do that after the weekend. Brand new song, Take My Breath. I like this. It's Wizard Radio. The weekend and Take My Breath on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. I told you a really wholesome, cute story before about my uncle. And now I'd like to move on to something completely different. Let's have an alpaca debate. Last week... I mentioned there's this alpaca called Geronimo and basically it's been sort of sentenced to death because when it arrived in the UK it tested positive for TB, bovine TB which is a very infectious, very bad cattle disease and I think there are some quite strong laws in place that basically say if you've got an outbreak of bovine TB everything has to be destroyed. And I'm talking destroying like the animal sense, you know, when they, they kill it and then like, I don't know what they do to off that. Doesn't really matter. And I was saying, just it seems a bit unfair. Like I'm not a diehard ideological vegan or anything, but even I think it's a bit unfair that if you get ill, instead of being treated or quarantined or whatever, like humans are, they just, they just put you to death. But that's what's supposed to be happening to this alpaca. And its owners kind of say, well, this isn't fair. Like it has no symptoms. It's asymptomatic. We shouldn't be putting this to death. I think the test was inaccurate and wrong. And we should test again and we shouldn't kill it and all this stuff. And for some reason, it must be because it's August and there's no like politics or any other news going on. Everyone seems to have rallied round this alpaca and sort of taken up the cause. Tens of thousands of people have signed petitions to save Geronimo the alpaca. Uh, There were protests last week outside, I don't know, where was that? The government building somewhere. Just to save this alpaca and I mean all sorts of politicians are being asked about it they're weighing in um, Keir Starmer got asked I think Keir Starmer said basically yeah it has to die so Keir Starmer is in favour of killing the alpaca I think the environment secretary said look there's nothing we can do uh, Geronimo has to be killed but this week on the show he is he's not on the show but one week on he is still alive so he hasn't been killed Yet, it's just something that they say will inevitably happen one day. But I would like to ask this week a big question, which is that what are your views? That didn't make any sense, did it? What are your views on Geronimo the alpaca? Should he live? Should he die? I would like your best arguments to 07807 183. Five, three, eight. We're going heavy. We're going like full on speech radio, controversial phone in topic. Does the alpaca live or does the alpaca die? What do you think? 07807 183 
538. Do you have any opinions on this at all? Why do you think Geronimo should be saved? Why do you think Geronimo should be killed? Do you care at all? Do you have no opinion? Do you think everyone should start concentrating on more important things and shut up about this bloody alpaca? Either way, I want to hear from you today. I want to have an alpaca-related debate because I genuinely think this might be the biggest story in the UK right now. The fate of this alpaca hanging in the balance. And so I want your views on it. What do you think? Alpaca dead? Alpaca saved? 07807183538. I can't believe I'm doing this. At uh, Wiz Radio on Instagram and Twitter or on the email station at wizardradio.co.uk. What do you think about this alpaca? Oh boy. <laughs> I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Coming up, I'll play you Billie Eilish. And next, a new song, Smiley, featuring the one and only Drake. I've never really played a lot of Drake on this show. I know he's really famous, but I've never played him much. So I thought, in honour of one of the first times I've ever played Drake on the radio, genuinely, because I'll be honest, I don't really like him that much, I've prepared a 60-second guide. This is all completely factually accurate, so let's let's hear it now. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Not Drake and Josh, not Sir Francis Drake, not even Welsh First Minister Mark Drakeford, just Drake. That slightly tragic guy who won't move on. The guy who did about three albums worth of songs just about Rihanna. The guy who hired a plane to write, I love you Rihanna, in the sky. Him. You know, but why is Drake so obsessed with the at Rihanna? Well, it all started back in 2008. Drake served Rihanna when he worked in Starbucks and she'd just started to be mega famous. She was very nice to him and like most men, he immediately assumed that that meant she fancied him. This kickstarted an infatuation that when Drake became a famous person a couple of years later, he was actually in a position to pursue. Rihanna came to dread attending events that she knew Drake would be at because that creepy Starbucks guy would be there. To his face, she'd always smile politely as Drake made her increasingly uncomfortable and wouldn't leave her alone, and this actually culminated in the previously mentioned skywriting incident, after which Rihanna took out a restraining order and Drake hasn't bothered her since. That is Drake in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. I've just played you Billie Eilish with Happier Than Ever and Smiley and Drake before that. And you would be forgiven for thinking you've mistakenly tuned in to like a, a speech news radio station because we are currently in the middle of a hard-hitting debate about alpacas, actually. You know that alpaca that's been in the news called Geronimo that they've been threatening to kill for ages and is still alive, but everyone's like, you can't kill Geronimo, and there's a massive campaign to save Geronimo the alpaca. That is what we are talking about this afternoon in our big alpaca debate. You just need to tell me whether you think the alpaca should live or die. I want your views. It's not too late to get involved. 07807 183 538. Join the conversation. Come on in. Sasha says, uh, considering everything that we've gone through over the past 18 months, Alec, you would think the government would show a bit more sympathy than to cull this alpaca. What they obviously don't realise is that this is more than just one alpaca, excuse me. He represents all of us who have loved and lost. He represents our hope that one day we may be able to live our lives freely again. If they kill the alpaca, they kill our hopes and they kill our dreams, and I wouldn't want to live in that society. Wow. Sasha, that is such an important and moving point. Thank you for getting in touch. In many ways, 
We are all Geronimo the Alpaca. We are at one. He is a part of us. We are a part of him. And yes, if they do kill the alpaca, that would be like killing off our hope for the future. And you're right. I don't want to live in that society. I don't think anybody wants to live in a society where hope is dead. And hope is the alpaca. So if they kill the alpaca, they kill our hope. The alpaca should live. Absolutely. You've convinced me. Thank you, Sasha. Joey has been in touch, though. He disagrees. Joey says, rules are rules, Alec. I don't know anything about alpacas or about bovine TB or anything like that. But if the rules say that every animal that gets bovine TB needs to be put down because it could harm all the other animals, then this alpaca needs to go. It's sad. I can't deny that. Any animal needing to be destroyed is sad. But we can't just let this alpaca go and live on and potentially infect loads of other animals just because we think it's cute. Joey coming in. Very heartless there. Very heartless. But again, a very valid point. Um, he he does himself admit that he doesn't know anything about alpacas or bovine TV. If this was a real phone-in show, I would suggest that if you don't know anything about the thing you're phoning in for, I wouldn't bother picking up the phone. But I see what you mean on this occasion, that maybe you don't need to know about bovine TV or alpacas. All there is to know is that the rules say something and they should be followed. But... Joey, should the rules always be followed? What if the rules are wrong? What if the system is broken? If the rules told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? Exactly. That's what they're asking the alpaca to do. They're asking this poor, innocent alpaca to jump off its own metaphorical cliff and be, be, you know, killed. And we don't want that. We don't, we don't want that. Or do we? I mean, maybe we, maybe need, maybe it does need to happen. Oh, I'm so, I'm so torn. This is so difficult. Maybe Fran will help clear my brain. Fran, she says, I think the way our government views animals is so behind. I saw this in the news the other day. They're about to make it a law that if you steal a pet, you could go into prison for five years. And this was news because stealing pets has always been treated the same as stealing property. Up until this point, we are behind the times. Animals need to have rights too. And if this alpaca is asymptomatic and is basically just healthy, despite the bovine TV, then don't murder him just because a piece of paper says you should. Yeah. Yeah, Fran. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't know that about uh, stealing pets, actually. Um, but you know, you know what I think? I tell you what, if you want to win an election in the UK, this is how you do it. Because British people, they love animals. Like, more than people. 100%. They just do. Like, people give to animal charities before they give to people charities. I don't really understand that. But anyway, my point being, if you want to win an election, just run on the manifesto that anyone that, like, steals pets should be given the death penalty. And people will vote for you and you will win. So that's sort of where Fran's coming from. Um, you know, animals are... Uh, sentient and have rights and you know shouldn't be treated in this way um, and that Geronimo should be allowed to live on despite the bovine TB um, I, I don't, yeah I don't really know where I stand on this to be honest this has taken a rather more serious turn than I expected to but you know what genuinely I have no idea but this has been a very good debate thank you for everyone that has got involved in the alpaca debate do we need to come up with like a final final answer I suppose we do because otherwise this would have been a complete waste of time. So, on, on the balance of all the arguments that I've heard this afternoon, I would like to say that the alpaca lives! Geronimo must be saved! I'm going to go online now and sign this petition and write to my MP to make sure that this alpaca does not get killed. Because the alpaca 
as um oh who was it <laughs> sorry as sasha put it so beautifully the alpaca is all of us the alpaca represents hope and that's what i would like us all to take away from this discussion thank you this is for you geronimo the alpaca it's kaigo and zoe wheeze <laughs> love me now it's what geronimo would want Judge me all you want, but I am a sucker for anything Kaigo puts out. I don't know why. I just I just quite like his sound. That is Kaigo and Zoe Wheeze with Love Me Now on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Hello. Bear coming up in a second. Miles is on at five. But we've just about got time to squeeze in some guesses on what's going on. Uh, the clip this week uh, was a very short one. Possibly quite difficult. Let's have another listen to it, shall we? Three, two, one, go! So it's a guy counting down to something, and then you hear a little, like, noise at the end. But what is actually happening there? Does anybody have any kind of idea? On the text, we've got Georgia. Georgia says, this sounds like some kind of martial arts video. I think the guy saying three, two, one, go is a martial arts instructor and he's counting down one of his students who's about to do that thing where you chop a plank of wood into two pieces with your bare hands. When the instructor says go, the sound afterwards is the student breaking the plank of wood into the two pieces. Okay, but why would a plank of wood being broken into two pieces sound like this? I, I just don't get it. That's not what wood's that. Unless that's the noise he makes when he hits it. He's in pain. Yeah. Could be that. Uh, but it's not. But you're wrong. There is no martial arts involved in the what's going on this week. But thanks for getting involved. Nice guess. Josh says, I have only one thought about what this could possibly be. I think it's someone throwing up lots of milk. Right. I say this is someone who's drink, drunk a lot of milk and then violently thrown up afterwards on a number of occasions. It sounds like a YouTube prank. The YouTuber has drunk two litres of milk really quickly. Then he's told his friend that he feels sick and needs to throw up. So his friend counts down. And then when he says go, that is the sound of the YouTuber just violently throwing up all of the milk that he's just drunk everywhere. Josh, that's disgusting. It's put a horrible image in my head. Please never contact the show again. That was a joke. You can. Uh, but <laughs> who? Why? Why is that? Is that? Please tell me that's not a thing that's on YouTube where people drink lots of milk and then throw up on them all. That's disgusting. That's so gross. I really hope that doesn't exist because, ugh, YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> but it's not, it's not milk. However, there is, there is some liquid involved. Some kind of drink. You're not a million miles away in that regard, actually. But the drink is not being thrown up. It is not leaving somebody's mouth. I think that's important to state here. Uh, Benny's been on as well. This is probably not what it is, but could it be the sound of a Nerf gun? The sound after the guy says go sounds like a Nerf gun shooting loads of Nerf bullets really quickly. Maybe this is the start of some sort of Nerf shootout. The guy saying three, two, one, go. He's the referee. And then when he says go, everyone starts shooting each other. Uh, Okay, interesting. So you're saying this is some kind of like mass Nerf war. Or are you saying it's someone with one of those really fancy Nerf guns that have like rounds in? Because none of the ones I ever had were anything like that. You could fire maybe two at once, but that was kind of the limit of it. Um, a good guess, but no. There's no no violence involved. No nerf guns, no nerf wars, nothing. I think today the closest person was Josh, but it's not milk and it's not being thrown up. So let me now 
give you the answer for what's going on this week. It's a guy sat at a table. In front of him, he's got a bottle. Like a, a big, large, one-litre bottle. I can't actually work out what's in the bottle, to be honest. It's probably some kind of soft drink, I think. It's blue, though. What soft drinks are, like, blue? I don't understand. But what he's doing, he's putting loads of Mentos into the soft drink. You can see where this is going. Except it's not just, like, one or two. He's got... They're all on a string. And there's about... I don't know, 15 on that string, and he dangles the string into the thing. And then, obviously, it immediately starts, like, going everywhere and blowing up. At which point, he aims it at his face and tries to drink it whilst it's, like, exploding, as happens when you put Mentos into a soft drink. So the noise you hear of him going, like, that's, (laughs) that's him trying to drink an exploding soft drink with loads of Mentos. Probably a military grade explosion that to be completely honest so that is what is happening in what's going on this week it's a guy trying to drink an exploding bottle of soft drink that has mentos in it there you go nice guesses no milk involved no throwing up and that is the end for another week it's been fun thank you very much for listening and getting involved loved your now that's what i call music album suggestions loved the alpaca debate Let's do it all again next week, shall we? 3 until 5pm sounds good. Put it in your diary. Don't do anything else. But if you do, there will be a podcast. So that's fine. Alec Feldman, the podcast. Check it out in all the, the usual podcast places. Next on Wizard Radio, Mars Mikulski's here. But first, let me play this bet. It feels so easy. See ya. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.